You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove Podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night. Before we get started, I do want to just point out who Arted is going to be turning three years old on October 31st. Please help me celebrate this milestone by going to whoartedpodcast.com slash vote to vote for your favorite episodes over the last three years. During the week of October 24th, I'm going to be rebroadcasting those fan favorites. And if you help me pick, somebody is going to win a $25 Amazon gift card. So go to whoartedpodcast.com slash vote to tell me your favorite episodes and get a chance to win the gift card. I feel like who art ed. Who art ed? Mr. Wood art ed me. Either way, it works on so many levels. I know. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and remember, you can see the work we're talking about each week in the cover art if you're listening on Amazon Music, Spotify, or one of the other apps that supports that feature. This week's Fun Fact Friday, I'm going to be honest, it's not such a fun fact. This one's kind of a downer, but it is an interesting story. So the other day, one of my students asked me what would happen if he drank paint. He was joking, but it reminded me of a story of women who sometimes played around painting themselves, but regularly ingested microscopic bits of paint with devastating consequences. Like I said, this isn't so much of a fun fact, but it's October and this story is haunting. From 1917 to 1926, there was an advancement in science leading to the creation of new luminous paints. These new paints were particularly helpful with the U.S. military in making watches that would be visible even at night. The company called these watches Undark. I can only imagine how many hours the marketing department debated before coming up with such a brilliant name. It lights up. It's undark. Genius. Unfortunately, the watch didn't quite live up to that name. 
While the paints did glow, the story of these watches and the people who produced them is pretty dark. I've talked about killer wallpaper and pigments derived from lead and arsenic, but I think the story of the Radium Girls is the most horrifying. Starting in 1917, the U.S. Radium Corporation hired a bunch of young women to paint watch faces with radium-based paints that would glow in the dark. For these young women, it seemed like a great job. They were paid about three times what the average working woman was getting at that time. They got to work with this cool new material that glowed like something from science fiction, and the job was relatively easy. They just had to lip, dip, and paint. But that first part, the lip part, turned out to be a major problem. The women were using camel hair brushes to paint tiny details on watch faces and instrument dials. As any painter can tell you, after just a few brush strokes, the bristles start to splay, requiring them to point their brush. The women working for the U.S. Radium Corporation and a few rival companies of that day they were told to use their mouths to point the brush. While they could have achieved similar results with water and rags, it was more efficient for the workers to simply put the brush in their mouth using their lips, teeth, and tongues to get the bristles realigned. Listeners today would no doubt be horrified at the prospect of putting radioactive material into their mouths. But for the so-called radium girls... It was part of the job, and for many of them, it seemed like a fun perk. There are stories of the young women painting their teeth or their nails with the radioactive paints. Of course, as the old saying goes, it's all fun and games until someone's jaw falls off. Unsurprisingly, it was the dentists who first noticed the health effects of the radium ingestion. The radium girls developed a condition referred to as radium jaw, or necrosis of the jaw, which, simply put, means the cells in their jaws were dying from radiation poisoning. And along with that, their teeth fell out, and bones would become distorted due to tumors, or even they might be left with holes in their jaw bones. If you're thinking, this was a tragedy, but back then radium was new and people just didn't know any better, I'm sorry to say, that's only partially true. This was relatively new technology that was not fully understood by the end users, but the people in charge most certainly understood the danger. The danger of radium had been known. The bosses and scientists kept their distance and used leaded shields to protect themselves from radiation while simultaneously telling the women that the material was perfectly safe. When the first case came out of Orange, New Jersey, a factory using the same materials and methods in Ottawa, Illinois, told their employees that the women of New Jersey were sick from a virus that had been going around. If you're thinking companies can't just put their employees in toxic working conditions, leaving them not only exposed to dangerous materials, but also deceiving them about the danger, you're right. Now. The story of the Radium Girls shocked the public as pictures demonstrating the devastating effects of these working conditions made their way into newspapers. When one of the workers wanted to sue, it took two years to find a lawyer willing to take the case. Five others later joined her in the lawsuit, 
But their health had deteriorated so much, they couldn't get out of bed or raise their arms to be sworn in for testimony. Eventually, they did win their lawsuits, but it was a long and grueling process. If I were to look and try to find a bright side in all of this, other than the brightness of the glowing watch faces, I guess the good is that the Radium Girls case established precedents allowing workers to sue corporations for abusive practices. And safety standards for industrial workers started improving dramatically in the years that followed. Now, if you learn nothing else from me, always remember, paint your paper, paint your canvas, but don't paint inside your mouth. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.